Yeah, so uh, I feel like togetherness is really, uh, it goes beyond the company. We need to come together. You're listening to the podcast of Hydrobox. Tukupamoja. We are together. We are together. Tukupamoja. Tukupamoja. It goes beyond the community that we're serving. It's what we're driving for as a country. We need to come together. And uh, there's a phrase that we usually say, Harambe. Harambe, it, it was like a rallying call to the people. Let's come together. Let's do this. You know, there's so much we can do together. So it's it's really, it fits in with what we also want as a, as a country. Even just looking back, we've come from an election period in the past. We've had um, we've had post-election violence, people fighting against their own neighbors. But since then, we saw the damage that it did to us as a country. So every other time we have elections since then, it's pulling people together. There's a rallying call. Let's just come together. Without African resources, uh, we we could maybe not have as much development in other continents. Without resources from Europe, Africa would not develop. So we do need to just come together and uh, make it all work. Right, so I'm Alice Mumbi, and I'm the operations manager of Hydrobox Kenya. My name is Joshua. I'm the finance manager for Hydrobox. Tukopamoja. Yes, <laughs> right. So to, to better understand, it's, well, it's a group of words, two words. Tukopamoja meaning we are together. But uh, the, real, um, the real understanding when you, you gain from it is uh, the level of involvement across, uh, uh, across the team. And uh, the one thing about uh, Thomas that will really show you is, is enthusiasm. He really does have enthusiasm. And uh, he communicates that across. That is, uh, yeah. Uh, even during, I think, uh, what I can recall was uh, when we had interactive sessions during our team building, ex- uh, for example. Then you can see his uh, uh, even to almost an emotional level when when the team is forming around and 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 uh, you see his uh, uh, ideas getting together or or, or working. So yeah, so Tuko Pamoja, uh, the way I can understand it is we are here as a, as, as a, um, uh, a team to make something work at the end of the day. But then as well, this uh, whatever we are doing is something that actually is going to impact us directly as well. Yes, so energy, uh, for example, yes, we deal with energy. Uh, that's just a product of the company. But then, uh, how does uh, how do we all come together in this, right? In our roles, in the different roles that we have, everybody has got uh, a different kind of um, uh, competence in their field. But then, it takes all of us bringing together uh, our strengths. Um, because you can't do, for example, I'm in finance, I cannot do marketing and fundraising and all of those things together. 
but uh, it takes a team, everybody pulling on their side to make the whole thing uh, work, essentially. Because in my introduction to the company in the first place, I came in contact with uh, John Magiro, and whose story is, 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 is um, a local, uh, a, a young child who had uh, a dream and a vision. And in, uh, because I remember, uh, my background or setting is not very much unlike his. But maybe I was, maybe uh, my upbringing was slightly different. I, I could afford the basics and stuff. But every time I was going to school, uh, I, in my mind, I was always thinking, how can I come up with uh, maybe uh, a system whereby everybody doesn't have to be sick? I think this is a, a vision by every child. You encounter, you become sick, you want to solve the problem of sickness, you become hungry. Or, or that kind of thing. In in my case, I wasn't much thinking about electricity, although in our rural area we didn't also have electricity. So the only thing I'd seen work there was solar, and I was fine by it. I was more driven in uh, being able to essentially kind of help people along in uh, in my setting. How can I how can I change the world in a grandstanding way? Uh, at that point, obviously, those are, uh, I don't know, they are positive, but as well, I was uh, just thinking maybe how to be a hero. <laughs> yes, locally in my, in my area. So in my rural setup, um, it's in the western part of Kenya. The, so basically in Africa, you find people live more, more in the villages than the urban areas. So um, very early, my, my dad is a, a school teacher. And then at that point, the income is not so great. So early on, we were living in a semi-permanent kind of a structure, probably what you also might have seen on the ground. And uh, things like uh, cars were just rare. You had to maybe go a distance to go to the to the main road and see that uh, maybe bicycles well maybe slightly common it's a very hilly area and uh, most of the people around me were just uh, in the low kind of income setup and um, uh, you find that uh, the the only kind of fun we had is uh, maybe running up and down playing with our friends and uh, i know that is originally that is uh, how happiness is supposed to be interpreted. Uh, but then again, uh, the reality is if somebody had to fall ill in our area, then you have to think of uh, getting them transport. In my early days, even telephone, telephone wasn't an option. There was no interconnection and uh, there is no electricity. We could only use a battery. You take it like uh, 15 kilometers to charge a, a battery and bring it back to watch television or listen to music. And uh, uh, once in a while when we could go to the urban areas, maybe visiting relatives and stuff, that's when you could see, wow, the street lights, especially at night, was amazing. I could just uh, picture my village and think, how would it be if we could just have this kind of fun? And then the kind of lamps we used to use, no electric bulbs or anything, 
the paraffin kind of uh, tints and stuff like that so uh, at that point you're always looking towards uh, what i've seen on the tv and think how how can we change this how how can this uh, be different how can maybe we get some uh, a good road maybe and then find cars coming because in my mind it was like cars don't come here because we don't have roads or something like that so and then my, all my visions if i go to sleep i'll be thinking of um uh going to a very good school and then coming back with good ideas maybe s- something to change the locality those are kind of the uh, kind of visions and dreams you have when you're in such a setup when i came in into hydrobox the first month uh even as an adult i have this kind of childish dreams i was thinking uh obviously there are some rivers back at home is it something maybe i i'm always thinking in my head can i actually maybe are they potentially what something that hydrobox could do in in as far as uh dreams go and uh, changing uh, the areas uh, maybe changing your own background what struck me the most was uh, uh in initially uh, magiro story because just like myself and maybe several people you can live it in your head <laughs> he took the first step and because uh, i'm very sure not it wasn't the only person thinking about it seeing the problem yeah we we need to fix this but he took the initiative which is a giant stage a step but then uh for it to work uh because some people have started things that have actually just fallen through because there was no follow up and then now thomas is is um one of the people that basically uh in changing the world um this is where business meets with dreams because uh these stories are across the globe right so for thomas is to just come and see the vision and see that small dream and then translate it in terms of uh actually maybe upscaling it it's it it wouldn't have been possible that is 100% uh some other stories i've seen maybe not related you see other CEOs getting into such spaces it's um, especially for africa you don't just walk into africa and start investing most people would do it in europe they see something uh, an industry a young guy with an engineering dream make a car out of it but then for thomas to have had uh, that kind of conviction and fair share of challenges i'm sure when you talk to him and ask him his challenges Yes, you can throw up your hands, but he stayed the course. That is a hero to me. I mean, that is a hero to me. Yeah. Because if I'm driven by my environment, I have no option. I just have to do it, right? But then somebody else coming and supporting that, um that is a big story if you ask me. Yeah. Right so I'm Alice Mumbi and I'm the operations manager of Hydrobox Kenya. Uh 
Well, in my case, it's a little bit of everything uh, because we need to make sure that all the pieces fit together and all the departments uh, work together uh, properly so as to get really everything moving, just have a well-oiled machine of a company. Oh, it's, it's amazing how far we've come. And uh, I just uh, look at all the work that we've done uh, with Magiro, for example. Oh, it's, it's, I, I'm always telling our new recruits that we've come from really far and we're going really far. But let's just take a moment to really appreciate where we've come from. Because, well, what we found John doing, which was amazing on its own, but together we've been able to create something that has a life of its own. It's, it's just really, it's just amazing. I even lack the words to describe it. It's, it's been a long journey, like for me to even get to join Hydrobox, it was quite a long search for me. It was a, a nearly a five year search. Uh, just to get that sort of opportunity. And uh, at the heart of it, I came to realize that what I was really looking for is to make an impact with the work that I'm doing, with the skills that I have, the little knowledge that I have, put it together to really just make a difference in people's lives. And Hydrobox gave me that opportunity. And, you know, to see, even to hear the feedback that we get from our customers, that's what makes a difference for me. And just seeing... How have we made their lives better? So for me, that has been, I think, uh, it's been a point of growth for me in learning how do we give them the results they want and how can we better our, our best, really? Uh, how do we keep improving on what we've done? So it's, it's been a learning journey. It continues to be a learning journey, which is really what keeps me motivated. I'm learning something new every other day from uh, my colleagues, from the work itself, from the people we engage with. It's just a whole interesting journey. The longest time I've just been fascinated, uh, it started with solar. I was really fascinated with uh, the potential of solar, how it all works, and you know how, how much change it would bring uh, to someone really does not have electricity, for example. But uh, I had a, a, a brief stint working with the solar installation company, and I sincerely say that was one of the best times of my life. You know, just going out there, putting in the work, and seeing the results, lighting up someone's home. So for me, uh, that, that was such an amazing feeling. And to just look back into the statistics of it all, that there are so many other people who are living without electricity, especially in this Africa of ours. All the solar potential we have, for example, it, it was just ridiculous to me that uh, why are people not having access to this electricity, this, this transformative thing? So for me, it was just a big mystery and I wanted to contribute to that. So it started with solar. Then I met Thomas and he made me a believer of hydro. <laughs> and well, it's, it's, let's say that's its history since then. He just, he just told me about it and it, 
it made sense you know i had never really even looked into the hydro statistics even here locally in kenya so i didn't really have a good uh, outlook on what the situation was like like we are big on solar really big on solar but when you go down to the ground these people know hydro so much work had been done on small hydropower just with communities themselves the people coming together and deciding yeah we're going to power up our village and we have a river here let's do something with it no it was it was quite interesting and uh, uh in terms of the the cultural differences i didn't really see it because i've been working with uh people from a diverse background in the solar company i was working with a dutch it was a dutch company uh in my previous company it was mostly uh british so it was it was never really a big thing for me but when i uh listen to him speak about the work that he was doing the little research i had done on him uh, uh was really talking about his work in the plastic industry and the fact that he'd started he'd helped to start one of the first e-waste recycling issues and it was a challenge that i was facing in my previous workplace what are we going to do with all this plastic waste and he was actually doing something with it so for me that was what really sparked my interest then he talked to me about hydro ah and it it all just came together <laughs> it was i was like wow i i didn't even know there was that much potential and here we're talking about uh surpassing the challenges that we face with solar with intermittency we're talking about power 24/7 ah Why, uh, what's stopping us really so for me he really inspired me and yeah since then i'm a believer in hydropower so i'm i'm what kenyans would call a born tao meaning <laughs> i was born in the town in the city so yeah i'm a city girl uh, by nature uh but of course you have those instances like when you go to visit your grandmother now fortunately for me uh i would say i i came from an, a a good background whereby the people i'm interacting with already have these resources uh they have electricity the main resource that we're talking about here so for me it it came about uh so once upon a time my father had installed a solar Uh, a solar pv system in our house and at some point in my later years uh, towards towards my my tertiary education my university education you know it, it's i just had an interest in knowing you know how does it all work And in the course of my work I felt like yeah this is where I'm finding fulfillment this is where I'm in my element I'm working with my hands and making a change in people's lives uh to copa moja I I feel it most in the context of hydrobox uh, sincerely like there's a very strong element of being it there's togetherness in the workplace 
and togetherness with the community you're serving. So for me, those things just, they, they just really, they keep me going when it comes to this work in that bringing together these people and uh, again, going back to what I said before, the communities coming together to just put up a power plant. So together we can go very far. We can do so much. I'm, I'm so impressed when I see the power plants that these people had built. So it's, it's important to always just keep those links very close because you can do so much together. We are together. The music in this podcast series is produced and made by Tito Monaco, a local artist. You can find him on Spotify.